Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you for joining Life Point again. And I'm Pastor Tom Doherty, and I'm with Pastor Max Buchanan. Uh, and we are sharing through 1 Thessalonians. And Max has just recently done a sermon series for that for our church, a five week series. And we are encapsulating that in just a very brief time. We're taking a 30-minute message and probably getting eight or nine good minutes out of that. And and so we're just, we want you to at least get a piece of it. And you can always go online. You want to hear Max's message, messages in uh, the month of January, actually January 8th for five weeks. Uh, you can go to cloverdalechurch.org and you can look up all his messages in full. They're worth looking up because not only they're meaty, they're funny. Pastor Max is uh, pretty humorous. So, Max, thanks for joining me again. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And Lord, bless this day. Thank you so much for Max. Thank you for the Word of God. And may it speak to our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Chapter 4. Chapter 4. So we finished off with a prayer from Paul, and he says that they uh, that he that God desires to establish their hearts as blameless and holy before God and the Father. And then he also touches on the coming of the Lord Jesus with all of his saints. And so these are the big things in which he covers, them growing in love, being blameless, being holy. And as we get into this, it's really a talk on holiness. They were surrounded by a culture um, that, you know, worshipped secular ideas and they were, um, you know, very promiscuous, uh, sexually and stuff like that. And so as he gets into this, he's saying, no, no, you, you're called out of that, Yes, which means you're called to be separate. You're called to be holy. And so he was saying, this isn't a recommendation. This is a life pleasing to God. And so as we jump in, it says, finally, then brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us, how you ought to walk and be pleasing to God, just as you are doing, that you do more and more. For you know what instruction we gave you through the Lord Jesus, for this is his will in God. You're sacrificing and abstaining from sexual immorality, that each one of you would know how to control your own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of the lusts like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgresses and wrongs his brother in this matter because the Lord is an avenger in all of these things. As we told you beforehand and solemnly warn you for God has not called us for impurity, but for holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this uh, disregards, not man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Pretty straightforward. Oh, boy. On this, but yeah. a lot to unpack because what does he say? He's saying holiness isn't a suggestion. Right. You have the Holy Spirit, no excuses. You've been warned. He said, do not be like the culture. And he's saying your culture is obsessed with this. You're separate. You're other. And he talks about, you know, sexual immorality. He says Don't, that's wronging not only the people around you, but he's saying it's actually destroying yourself. Again, this was a prominent issue. That's why he's bringing it up. But holiness as a life that we're called to is the overall theme. So for us in the church, it's like, yes, sexual immorality is one of those things, but it's anything. We need to, you know, uh, be above reproach like we've, we've kind of talked about through this. And he says, you're doing this, but be reminded and consider yourself warned that there's all kinds of darkness that lays out there. Don't entertain it. Be holy. And I mean, that's something you've been saying since I've gotten here is holiness is so important. Well, holiness is huge, and I, I just I think it's everything because I think it's it's your testimony, 
And uh, nowadays you have people, even on, there's TV shows out there that I've, I've watched and that uh, they're talking, and maybe they're, I, it's some kind of dating show. I remember one time and the lady, lady was saying, yeah, said, well, he's got to be a Christian. If I'm going to date him, he's got to be a Christian, a biblical person, and, and God's got to be in the center of it, you know. And then somehow they get talking about their lives. Well, you know, I I, I, I don't care if he's a virgin or not because I haven't been, and they get into mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, you get it? I mean, are you, yeah. you know, it's like you, you want to claim Jesus and his holiness, but you don't want to live for him, mm-hmm. and you want to justify your sin. People do that all the time with immorality. Mm-hmm. They do that all the time in drunkenness. Mm-hmm. They do that with lying and honesty. Yeah. Is we try to justify sin. Yeah. Folks, we're all going to be held accountable. He wants us to be holy. Now, we're not perfect, like I've said many times, and you've yeah. been around me for eight years. You know how yeah. not perfect I am, and, <laughs> and I certainly know how not perfect you. No, Absolutely. not really. Not really. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, we're not perfect people. We're mm-hmm. just forgiven, and, and we move ahead, and if we fall down, you know, we get back up again. Yeah. My dad was a tremendous college football player and, and, and high school football player, and, and he was known as Powerhouse Doherty. He earned that name because he would be blocking people, and if he would get knocked down, he'd get right back up again and sustain the block or sustain the tackle. Mm-hmm. And he said that's, that's what made him different is he would never stay on the ground. Yeah. And that's what we have to do. When we get knocked down, folks, you're going to send somewhere along the line. You're going to make an error. You're going to make a mistake somewhere along the line. But don't sit down and waddle it. Get mm-hmm. up and say, Lord, help me. Forgive me. Help me to move forward and be the best person you can be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, he just nails it right on the head. It's it's really straightforward in this, and it's exactly what he said uh, You know, in his prayer for them, that they'd be blameless and holy before our God and Father. He's saying, step up and uh, you know, don't transgress against God and don't wrong your brother. And then jumping in, it says, now concerning a brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. And so, again, this is agape love. It's the standard of Jesus in that love that we need to uphold. For that, indeed, is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. Uh, But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more and aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we have instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. So why does he say mind your own affairs? <laughs> I think just, you know, it's, it's saying to just be mindful of your own stuff. Don't be dabbling in anybody Everybody else's is. affairs. Like think about, you know, any other books like, uh, you know, First Corinthians and stuff like that. They all have these, you know, big issues and stuff like yes. that. Um, and it's because they're not loving each other, not, yeah. you know, keeping their eyes on their own paper. And I think that this is something that we're not really, uh, you know, I think oftentimes we're not cognizant about, but it's like as Christians, I mean, that's the call. He says, live quiet life, work with your own hands, like earn your wage, do the work, be, you know, outstanding at what you do, put in the time, put in the effort, walk properly, try to, you know, create this. And again, he's saying, don't rely on the secular culture that's around you. He says, provide for each other, be there, work with your hands um, and do so, so that, you know, you can live other than the world. Don't be dependent on uh, no one and mind your own business. I think that it's it's kind of an interesting one. It is. Uh, but it's kind of also a cool lesson for us because I think in this day and age, 
because we have the internet and we have access to all this, we're so concerned about what everybody else is right, doing. Right. When in reality, it's like we should just put our hands to the plow and do a good job, try to honor the Lord in what we do, live a quiet life, and, uh, you know, and stay be, away from the drama. And be dependent on no one, it says. Yeah. Don't be, you know, rely on the Lord in yeah. your life. And But so many times, uh, especially in church, People get so involved in everybody else's life. They don't like what somebody else is doing, and they're mm. always worried about somebody else. Yeah. They so worry about it. My daughter was great at always telling us, Dad, just worry, you know, take care yeah. of yourself. Trust in God yourself. Don't worry about others so much. You yeah, know? And exactly. She was always on me as even a kid. And so yeah. She was right, and she's she's always been that way. Yeah. Very I think conscientious. that's an, an easy like line to, to cross. Like We've all been in prayer hours that just turn into yeah, oh, yeah. holy gossip hours, I yes, guess, or exactly. something like that. Oh, I, I'm telling you, we had, a, we had a girl from, I think it was Thailand, 40 years ago, 38 years ago in my in my singles group. And uh-huh. And her prayers were straight gossip. It was about so. And Lord, be with, be with uh, Sadie or, or Sarah as she has been immoral. And guy, Sarah sitting in the room. You know, yeah, like, you're oh just my like, goodness. And we had to end up talking to her about it because she would just, uh, oh my. Yeah, everybody's dirty. I think it was innocently, but yet it yeah. was, yeah, boy. Oh. And then in verse uh, 13, uh, down, down through 18, it says, but we do not want to be. Um, unformed brothers about those who are asleep that may not grieve as others uh, do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, uh, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command and a voice of the angels. And with the sound of a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise, then those who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so that we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Uh, very interesting. Very A lot of different thoughts on, on this portion of Scripture. Some people are like, is that talking about the rapture? It's obviously talking about the end times. Yeah. And it says that we're going to be caught up. That's the Greek word harpazo. Uh, we're going to be caught up to the clouds to meet the Lord. What's really the illustration here is that when Rome would come into a place, they would be greeted at the gates, the Roman government, and they would be ushered in. And so it's saying that Jesus is coming and his kingdom is coming. It's going to be the same way where the dead in Christ, we still have hope because we're going to right. see God when we're going to see those who have you know, died in Christ already. So the dead in Christ will rise first and then we'll go up to meet him. So it's, it's really pulling on that imagery of how Rome came in to rule and reign. It's saying that God's going to rule and reign. So how this exact goes, uh, you know, no conclusions. We're just saying we're here. We love the Lord. We can't wait to be caught up and be right. with him and right. be with the other people. I know. I told you I had a dream about three months ago about that very thing. And all of a sudden I, I see the clouds open and I see Christ coming. And all of a sudden I look around, I see people floating up in the air. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, man, as well, my wife and I, we got to go. You know, it's, yeah. this is it. And we are all meeting him in the Lord. So it was. I've never had a dream quite like that. And it Theologically, who knows? Like you said, the biggest point is be ready to go. Yeah. And, you know, if God calls, you're there. Hey, Max, we got to go, bud. Absolutely. So uh, thanks for joining me again today. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll continue with Chapter 5 tomorrow. Perfect. Have a great day, folks.
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day. Thank you.